Welcome to the Identity Trust Pulse, where you can hear the latest trends and insights from the fraud and identity industry and find out more about minimizing fraud risks to your organization. I'm Nina Kirkes, a Director of Consulting at LexisNexis Risk Solutions. And in this episode, I'm joined by Emilia Rocchi, Director of Market Planning for Fraud and Identity at LexisNexis Risk Solutions. Emilia is an expert in e-commerce and is perfectly placed to discuss e-commerce and payment trends in hospitality and travel and the fraud risks companies within these industries face. Now, the pandemic disrupted commerce across the globe, but the travel and hospitality sector was one of the hardest hit. We are now seeing a return to normal travel level but we are not quite back to the pre-pandemic volumes and the sector has been hammered with some critical challenges along the way. Um, Emilio, could you tell me a little bit about this pandemic um, hit and, and um, can you tell us about some of the challenges that the industry is facing now compared to the peak of the pandemic? Sure, Nina. Yes, the, the airlines industry actually was one of the industries that was hit the most during the pandemic. And right now, they're dealing still with a repercussion of that uh, crisis of the pandemic. They are, uh, well, needed to refund a, a lot of passengers. Remember, during the pandemic and the lockdown, actually worldwide lockdown, the airlines, well, were not flying anymore, but they were very busy and active, actually refunding passengers, canceling flights. So they really, really had a, a very hard time. Uh, but yeah, they were not closing doors. They, in fact, they were actually answering all those refunds requests from passengers. And now, while well, the airlines and travel tourism, we've seen uh, one, the restriction has been eased, the, the countries are opening their borders, we see a very strong recovery. In fact, I think the recovery, the, the level of, of travel is, if not the same as pre-pandemic, is all, in some countries already reached the same level. Uh, so they're experiencing a very strong growth, but still they need to well take some actions and still some activities of refunding and taking care of those passengers' requests. Yeah, I mean we are definitely traveling a lot more. There's there's a lot of holidays that people have planned, but obviously there is still some disruption um, that we are seeing. And and you kind of mentioned that there is a need to adapt. Um, so how has COVID changed the expectations and demands of travelers? Do we see that their priorities have changed? Yeah, that's right. That's a very good question because well now for passengers security and safety is uh, paramount. So it's very, very important for them. So, and this is something the airlines are used to. So security and safety, it's something they all deal with on an everyday basis. But the pandemic has brought to another level of this safety. It's health safety and also uh, a lot of new requirements and expectations from the passengers to do a lot of uh, activities in a contactless way. Because let's remember during the pandemic, uh, we were all very afraid of, you know, of getting this this virus, and we actually, yeah, practice social distancing. Mm. But not only human to human, but also when you want to buy something, buy a ticket, or do a check-in, uh, a board on board the aircraft. If everything can be done in a safe way with distance and, and, and touchless, let's say touchless possibilities uh, of a check-in, or, or when you're buying the ticket, or when you're paying for the ticket. That's really important for, for passengers. 
Right. So kind of social distancing was interesting for sure. And we have definitely experienced a surge in online payments and digital payments during the pandemic, uh, whether it was about, uh, you know, shopping. Um, and certainly when it comes to to travel, we do, you know, kind of shop and buy tickets uh, a lot more online. And we try to check in online, as you mentioned, if, if we can, to try and kind of avoid that face-to-face uh, contact. Now, do we also see that shift? How are the airlines and hospitality industries responding to to some of these changes in consumer preferences? Do you think that there has been a shift or was the industry already, you know, uh, very kind of adaptable to digital payments prior to the pandemic? Yes, the airlines, they need to adapt, continuously adapting. But now it's kind of like a, a basic requirement to be able that the passengers uh, does everything online or in, in app to actually search for a flight, buy a ticket and also check in. And at airports, you will see a lot, a lot of also touchless possibilities to do the check-in, uh, when even checking in your luggage. So the, the process of having touchless and online experience starts from the, the, the moment they are looking for a ticket, they are doing the check-in at the airport and they're onboarding the plane. And this also uh, means that, well, digital payments becomes really very important in the customer journey of passengers. So uh, some airlines may have been already implementing this even prior pandemic, and they're in a better situation right now because they have like, you know, from beginning to end touchless mm-hmm. process, while other airlines, they are well struggling a bit to get to that point because, well, maybe uh, some airports and some, you know, logistically speaking, not every uh, infrastructure is supporting all, you know, the new uh, touchless payments. So we've seen a, a lot in, I think, if, if you travel worldwide, you see, well, in Asia and APAC, QR payments, QR code payments are quite of everyday business. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see I mean, to Europe, where, you know, when you're checking in, uh, you have a code, a QR code, and you can onboard the plane. So you are actually, yeah, uh, avoiding as much as possible social contacts or at least respect the social distance. Uh, but there's something that we see more and more uh, to be used here in, in Europe. It's something that I, I've seen it in APAC when I travel that's kind of like fully implemented, but Europe is, is picking up. Yeah, very common in certain regions and, and other other regions have to do a little bit better to catch up. I mean, certainly in the UK, um, you know, I, I, I live in the UK and, 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 you know, all the travel that I've done so far seems to be pretty seamless. Although uh, I guess there is still requirement for uh, certain countries to, you know, kind of go to the checking counter and speak to people. So what are the trends in, in e-commerce and payments then, Emilio, that these sectors uh, should keep at the top of mind? And how do airlines need to adapt during these turbulent times? So what do they need to amend? Yes, well, they have a, a, a quite a, a heavy load of, of activities, tasks and homework to do. But, you know, during the pandemic, they were very busy refunding passengers. And we all we, we all been there when we, you need to get your, 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 your money back because you cancel a flight or... You know, in the pandemic, we see a, a surge of just refunding and the airlines were busy just doing that. Mm. So we're not charging and getting revenues. They were busy refunding. When you think about refunding, where it's not a happy story for the airlines, but they need to be, make it very, also in a, a very customer-friendly uh, way 
Because remember, in payments, refunds to a passenger, to a customer, it, it still belongs to the payment process. So any bad experience during that process, it will impact the, the experience, the customer experience, also the digital experience of the customer, and that customer may not return to that airline. So airlines understand that, and well, some airlines that do better than others, but they have to yeah, also implement uh, during those crisis time a refund procedure that is easy and, and you know convenient for the passengers. Now they well they are back you know with picking up in in trouble uh, levels and a lot of passengers now flying, but they need to keep in mind that yeah there's still some uh, refunds to do and then for those that they are happily traveling again to make sure that they uh, they guarantee again what we've been just talking and if in any case they still you know they need to change. Uh, or, or cancel a flight, that that experience is still the same as when they were buying or, or paying for, for the ticket. The good customer experience has to be consistent throughout the whole customer journey for airlines from buying a ticket, paying check-in, and even refunding or, or canceling a flight. Right. And so I want to touch on something that I think is very close to your and my heart, Emilia, and that's fraud. So we've talked about consumers um, and the changing way that they purchase the tickets and kind of the accelerated move to online and digital payments. And so what has been the impact on fraud patterns? Uh, have we seen, um, you know, certain types of payment fraud that the airlines are actually at risk of? Yes, that's a very good question. And actually, it's yeah during uh, COVID uh, times, during the pandemic, for airlines was actually sometimes very difficult to distinguish what is a legitimate uh, refund request and what wasn't. So can you imagine in, in, in peak times of so many people actually canceling their, yeah. their flights? Yeah. They have a very yeah, tough time to distinguish. And I think it's, it's key to actually... Uh, identifying those requests, who is behind that request? Is it a legitimate customer? Is that a frequent flyer? So belongs to the family of that airline? Does the airline know, does know this passenger? And that was the only well way to make sure that they, they were not hit by fraud. But yeah, unfortunately, there was a lot of fraud happening. So a lot of fraudster are actually utilizing or abusing those turbulent times and when there is a peak of those refund requests of course in between there were always uh, illegal uh, fraud uh, requests and well fraudulent requests so yeah this is uh, key for the airlines that uh, they need to prepare for those turbulent times we've seen it more in in you know when we talk about uh, e-retail uh, you know black friday uh, yeah there's yeah. a seasonality yeah retail is well prepared for airlines, this was kind of a unique time. So most of the airlines were not prepared to do so. So they were dealing with everyday uh, operational issues and, and refunds. And some of the airlines may not have the means to actually distinguish those legitimate requests from the, the illegal or illegitimate ones. Yeah, so I guess this is the key in kind of the prevention of fraud, um, especially when we talk about the airlines, is how do you differentiate the legitimate customers from fraudsters? Um, so with that, kind of what are some of those red flags that uh, could indicate fraudulent activities for airlines? Right. To, to start with, it's uh, 
is, is this request coming, you know, there's a lot of red flags you can in, uh, identify. Is this coming from a passenger uh, that you, the airline haven't seen before? So, and that, of course, will depend how the airlines is managing also, you know, the, the, the customer uh, customer base. Do they, well, most all airlines have a frequent flying program. Is the, the this request coming from one of those uh, frequent flyers? Or this is a completely new passenger, so it's a new customer that airline does not have any uh, previous record. Mm. And there's a lot of well, in in airline data, uh, when you know when you're doing payments for an airlines, there are extra data that uh, airlines can uh, actually provide payment service providers, but also provide vendors like like us, like fraud uh, management solutions. And they could, the more data they could provide to us, uh, such as for example, not only name of the passenger. But, you know, number of legs of the flight, uh, if there's payment details of a credit card, is the country of issuance of the credit card uh, differs or is different from uh, the places on board in the plane or, you know, uh, origination of the, the flight and destination, uh, the amount also, what type of ticket. So, again, in a nutshell, the more data the airlines share with uh, their partners, you know, payment service providers and, and fraud and compliance uh, platform solutions, the more we can help airlines to identify those uh, red flags. So, yeah. So aside from just that, we're also talking about some of those digital attributes, right? So those digital footprints of the customer. So where are they logging in from, the devices they're using, um, that that could really indicate some of the risk patterns, correct? Yes, that, that's correct. And Yes, in fact, with LexisNexis, we have airlines in our customer base, and we actually facilitate collaboration among airlines. So our solution, LexisNexis Threat Metrics, provide a crowdsource digital identity global network where airlines connecting to us, they can all share the information, that tokenized, anonymized data from passengers, and we can help them, again, like you asked me before, to identify those red flags. Mm-hmm. So an airline, if, if one of the airlines was hit by fraud, probably the next airline can actually benefit from that fraud intention from the other airlines. And, well, together they can, you know, collaborate and, and fight the fraud. Okay, I see. So what what should be actually done to fight those transactions? Uh, you know, I, I assume kind of what you're talking about is that there is a, a ripple effect on consumers and on other organizations that could perhaps be associated with these companies, right? So how do we fight uh, the transactions fraud in these sectors then? Right. Every single customer connecting to LexisNexis uh, digital identity network from ThreatMetrics will contribute with this intelligence. It's a crowdsource SaaS model. And they will, well, you know, querying this global uh, digital identity network they get uh, feedback back, they get intelligence back. And sometimes, well, fraud starts with identity theft in an e-commerce platform. Uh, You know, there is a compromise of details, personal details, even maybe credit card. Froster will use this identity data, name, maybe payment details, then to open an account in an airline or actually to uh, commit fraud in, in an airline. And we have seen actually loyalty program fraud where those accounts at airlines, frequent flyer accounts, have been compromised. And Froster get the details and, and points. Those points can be changed to purchase a, a ticket or purchase goods or merchandise uh, at the airline. 
it's unfortunately, yeah, it's something that we've seen quite often. And, and we help airlines actually to identify that. And yeah, the interesting part that airline uh, can, could query data that is coming, you know, from e-retail, from e-commerce platform and worldwide. So this is a global intelligence network that will help definitely airlines to not only stop fraud, but actually prevent before it happens. Great. Emilio, well, thank you so much. Uh, before we close off, uh, I'd like to hear from you. Where is your next trip? Well, my next trip will be <laughs> Thailand. I hope it's seamless as possible. Yeah, let's hope it's seamless and let's hope that the airlines uh, you're using are, are, are ready to detect fraud and prevent it. So thank you very much for being with us today and for giving us insights on these sectors that are still very much impacted by the pandemic, uh, and for also giving us insights into how businesses in the industry can ensure that they can mitigate the different type, types of fraud risk that they're facing. For further information on leveraging LexisNexis risk solution intelligence to counter fraud, visit the link below in the description and make sure you tune in again soon to the Identity Trust Pulse podcast. The information provided in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to and shall not be used as legal advice. The views and opinions expressed in this program are solely those of the speakers and don't necessarily reflect the views or position of LexisNexis Resolutions. LexisNexis Resolutions does not warrant that the information provided in this podcast is accurate or error-free.